Welcome to the Back of Your Funky Podcast, everybody. Before we begin this podcast, we have some items to get out of the way. So, yeah, it's been a quite a, a week in terms of announcements and things that are coming up. Uh, first thing I want to kind of bring up is Cloud Strife. It's official. Smash Brothers. He's in it, which is really weird. Yeah, right? Cloud storms into battle, which is... <sighs> Very adorable. It's, whoever's working in marketing, hey guys, we'll say Cloud Storms in the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Kill yourself. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's all that like, weird, though. Maybe that it's Cloud, but I think Final Fantasy makes a ton of sense to be in Smash. Wasn't uh, yeah, the NES? Start, the yeah, because it started off on Nintendo first. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's kind Although, of like, a, it's nice that finally it's like returned home in a way. I, I'll admit, though, like just having him added to it will make me want to play Smash again and and also get a, probably a Wii U just because I've seen, and we've all seen it, Smash Brothers and so many friendships over the stupidest freaking shit, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I'll do it, but I still have like PTSD from like the many friends I've accidentally killed or been killed by over the years. So yeah. <laughs> the fun continues. And what's cool too is that if they have Cloud, they're going to have Sephiroth as well because they need to have They had Sephiroth! better. They had better. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Sephiroth. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to balance out that katana. I'm going to be completely honest. Right? They need to have Tifa. Oh, God. That'd be <laughs> sick. Oh, God. Tifa? Yo. I mean, they yeah, can't go see. too far. They might as well just call it, like, Final Fantasy Warriors or something. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Like, there's a, there's a combat uh, trailer um, from the reveal from Nintendo Direct where, where they do their conferencing and stuff via, like, you know, a quirky conference for video. It's funny, too, because, like, Nintendo's all like, oh, we want to do conferences and stuff, like, Sony and, and, um, and Microsoft will uh, do a quirky little video, because it's a Japanese company. That's great. Anyway, yep, check them out, badcutiefunky.com. Hell yeah. Uh, also, something everyone is aware of, because I think everyone on Twitch is pretty much streaming it, except for the JRPG crowd, uh, Fallout 4 came my out on oh everyone on my steam friends list it just says fallout 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 fallout, fallout. that's what that that's what feels so great especially like on the psn it's like seeing all my friends and fallout go completely down the list except for maybe one or two people who are playing call of duty for whatever fucking reason but like yeah so it's just oh my goodness and i'll admit guys it's my first my first ever fallout i never played any of the others so, um, yeah, the game is fucking amazing. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I like, so so okay. today for me, like, I put in five hours straight of streaming and not even realizing it until the little timer. <laughs> Damn. I was like, uh, and my hands were shaking, and I was like, I should probably eat something. <laughs> in-game, right? Got to get that in-game food. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, I had, to feed, I had to feed the dog first, and I had to feed me, and then I paused it, and then I went out and got some crackers in real life, and then I came back, and <laughs> so it was fine. You're supposed to feed the dog? No, I don't know. Although, I oh. gave him a teddy bear. <laughs> so, it's so funny. I gave him a teddy bear, and he tore it to shreds. That means he liked it. Yeah, so, like, and I, I literally, because, it, like, it won't get too much into it today, but, like, you can, like, put your gear, you can have him carry it for you, kind of like, you know, like a, a mule or whatever, uh, if you run out of space. And I put a teddy bear in there, and he, like, ripped it to shreds. But, like, it was still in there. I think it was just a cute little, like, animation or something. Wait, so he, did, he didn't actually destroy the item? He didn't actually destroy okay. the item. Because <laughs> that, um, that would bring a whole new level of paranoia to the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it safe? Well, I gave him some other stuff, too. Like, I let him hold some, um, 
like uh, dog food, and he didn't do anything with it. So ah, uh, Sir, I don't know what it was, but it was that is neat that they they put the little uh, Easter egg in there. Then yeah, I like Sir, it. Search did something cool today, like on via chat, and like I, I do the same thing except Search takes the extra step where I make sure I'm all loaded up, good to go when I'm about to go into a house, pull out my machete, and Search says he'll look at the dog and say, "Okay, boy, let's go clean house," and then go into the house. And I'm like. <laughs> I do the same thing, except except Sergio makes a point to quick save before he goes in to clear a house. I don't, so yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely doing that from now on. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that, that, that I comes should from do that. many hours of PC master racing. Like you quick save before you do anything stupid, yep. or before you <laughs> yep. go into like a main area, you just quick save so you can just go back. And it saved me so many times. Like uh, there's this dude I was following. His name is Duke. He's at the very north uh, western part of the map. And uh, all I see is this dude is a pretty cool, like, like black power armor, and it's got some flames on it. I'm like, huh, let me kill this guy and take his armor. Um, so he kept killing me at <laughs> a quick save before I do anything stupid. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, all right, how can I attack this guy? I'm like, wait a minute, the reticle's green. He's friendly. I go over and talk to him, and I'm just like, huh, interesting. And then he says, hey, you want some power armor? You want to get it? You got to get in good with Zeke. He'll hook you up. And I was just like, what? And he starts walking away, and I'm like, wait, where is he going? So I was like, huh, let me follow this guy. And he doesn't walk very fast, so I think about two hours later. We're at the southern part of the map, and things are crazy. They're like legendary super mutants. There are super mutants who like kamikaze with mini nukes. Um, there, there are people like, uh, launching fat boys at you and fat boys is a mini nuke launcher. So like a small mushroom cloud that oh, comes nice. up wherever it explodes. It's crazy. And the thing is this guy dude can't die and he's in his pretty cool power armor. So we're facing off all this stuff and some of his armors starts getting blasted off. And I'm like, well, he's been walking with me this whole time. Well, I've been following him this whole time. So I was just like, where's this going? Where's this leading to? Like, ah, oh, Bethesda, you make all these cool things in your games. So uh, it actually leads you to um, a station where um, these people have really cool power armor and you can start doing quests for them. So I was like, huh, is this where you get really cool power armor? I wonder. But yeah, it's <laughs> worth it following that guy. But yeah, Fallout. Dude, Dave, actually, what, what made you uh, get Fallout since you haven't played any of the other ones? Um, Honestly, you guys talking about Fallout. Like, that's really what made me do it because you guys have, like, everyone... Ha- has fond memories of of the Fallout Fallout franchise, but also like um, of Bethesda. Also, like I just hear great things about the company and the games they make, and like the memories like everyone has playing these games. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let me get in this, let me do some Fallout. You know, I don't have to play the other ones to play this <laughs> one, so I can actually start off fresh new. You know, without knowing, just watch a quick YouTube video about the history of the game. I don't have to play the games and you know, figure out what's going on. And it's been so much fun. I made myself as everyone does. Um, oh, yeah. I made myself look really pretty, but so it's like, yeah, I gave myself a big manly scar, and I'd, I'd sleep on, <laughs> I, I would sleep on myself man, in the game. Man, man, but, man, um, man. Yeah, and I have a lot of, and like naming the, I, I named my machete Salvador, I named my like minigun Old Painless, <laughs> um, I named my double barrel shotgun Boomstick, so it's like, it's a lot of fun, man. yeah, and I, I, I'm just, I'm just happy at this adventure I'm going on, it's like I'm really immersed in the game, like. The shit I can do, and anything touches my dog is the first to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, tune in more on that, guys. We're actually going to do a full podcast of Fallout Four in December, so it gives us a month to really dive into it and really get the nooks and crannies of the game. And uh, we'll come back with some more 
misadventures. Actually, what we should do too for that, for the graphic for that podcast, is just take a screenshot of all of our avatars and we Photoshop them together. <laughs> that yes. is a phenomenal idea. Phenomenal idea. So we'll do that at some point. Um, next thing, I just want to do a quick mention. Uh, Jessica Jones is coming out on the 20th of this month, which is November. Uh, they're going to do the typical Netflix thing, all the uh, episodes at once, which is going to be great for binging. I think it's 13 episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's usually 13 episodes. Yeah, so definitely keep more on that. We uh, saw the release of the new trailer which Amber did a nice post for, so definitely check yeah. that out. I uh, get to see more more David Tennant, and who doesn't want to see more David Tennant? Let's be serious. <laughs> and we will, if you don't know who Jessica Jones is, is, we will be posting a full breakdown of Jessica Jones and the comic book Alias, which is what a Jessica Jones is based off of, essentially, the Netflix show. Uh, so keep tuned in for that. I'm pumped for this. I'm pumped for Jessica Jones. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah same, I was just going to say, like, like, just like your, like you guys, your quick first impressions, just from seeing, like, the full trailer that we have up on uh, on the site from Amber's post, like, your, your first impressions of this thing. Um, my first impression is I got the same goosebumps as when I first saw the trailer for Watchmen. Ooh, When really? you saw that full Jessica Jones wow. one. Wow, well, like You didn't really see a lot, but you saw, like, the style, they had that song, and like you know, it was all it like it just gives re- you chills in general. Yeah, and it's I just mean, like especially if you've read the comic, then you're like, oh my god, the scene is like the same. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even like that part. I'm talking about yeah. even before that. I'm talking about yeah. like, well, the tra- trailer was great, but the teaser trailer too is well, like the one where it had all of the uh, the kind of the abstract uh, images yeah. flying by. Well, that one was yeah. the was the one that was most similar to the comic. It straight up had the panels like one for one. Exactly, and I think that's why. Well, I think that's why I liked it too. Is because it looked very stylized. And it gave us hints that it's going to be keeping the Marvel Cinematic Universe in check with the Avengers Tower in the background on this on the sky skyline or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm super pumped and like that song goes so perfectly with it. And is it just so it eerie in general? Like just like the the antagonist, like the power base. It's just it's it's something that's going to be completely different than anything we've seen so far. Yeah, I'm pumped. It's supposed to be darker than Daredevil, is what I heard. Oh, that's gonna be crazy. Darker than Daredevil. That's what I heard. Is that, that even possible? Like Daredevil really awesome. gets gets in there. Watching Daredevil, Oof. I almost feel like it's not in the Marvel universe. Yeah. If you've read well, Alias, you know how bad it can get. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm halfway through right now. I got to finish that up, which hopefully I will do soon because my days are numbered now. I'm trying <laughs> to up. Um, and the one, the last thing we're gonna talk about before we really dive into the podcast is hey. Guess what, guys? Battlefront is next week. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. It is a ridiculous dun, dun, dun. time for video games. Only it we really get is. for this week, but we got Tomb Raider 2 as well this week, which I picked up, but <laughs> I haven't even Tomb cracked Raider, Poor core Tomb Raider. Like, yeah. oh my god. I, I definitely want to play it because a game like that, you can play the story, and you're so absolutely immersed in it. And obviously, you know, with the success of Uncharted, uh, you know, they definitely took, you know... Um, you know, they did, like I'll try to definitely the lead, and then uh, when they were doing Tomb Raider, they're like, "Huh, what if we did that, but with Laura Croft?" And I think it works. I think it works well. I really like the first one. I, I like what, what they're doing with it, and this new one. Oh God! Like I've seen some of the um, some of the screenshots, and I've seen some video, and it looks beautiful. 
like absolutely beautiful like there's a shot of where she's walking through the mountains and like everything is so real like that studio really works hard to make that game like as real as possible i really hope they uh they go more into the uh, the hunting gathering because that was really fun in the first game like the one time you did it <laughs> yeah i wish it had more of like an impact in the game like uh like food or you know starvation meters or something <laughs> yeah well yeah in the first one i did like everything there was to do i think i missed two achievements that were very circumstantial so I didn't want to go all the way back and play everything again, but I found every single treasure I could. I did like the vast majority of the combat achievements. I finished the story. I like I was I was the Tomb Raider for that amount of time, which was super awesome. And it, it's just a great game. Graphics are great. The the way it plays, it's like the control scheme was very tight, which was good. Um and they toned down Lara Lara Croft's uh dimensions. Yeah. Made her more believable. I mean, I think everything about her was more realistic, and she yeah. was a lot more relatable as a character because of it. Absolutely. Wait, so they're they're really trying to compete with Battlefront with uh, the release, though. Well, but they they're competing with uh, Fallout right now. It's oh. out. The new one's out. Yeah. Same it just day. It seems it seems weird, like a weird decision. Like, I know, like, you know, release windows are really important to meet financial deadlines, but yeah. when it's like when you're competing with two big games within a few weeks of each other it just seems like a bad idea well i think too because fallout was announced pretty late like true, if you remember true. like they, they didn't have an, a, a date for it until e3 of this year and they're like by the way it's coming out this year and we're like wait what what are you what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> because this time last year we didn't even know like it was all speculation that you know fallout 4 is going to take place in boston and all this stuff because of you know, like small tidbits and, and parts of the story that were in Fallout 3. And then they confirmed like everything at E3, I feel It also like. had like the Half-Life uh, 3 syndrome where there was all those like fake announcements. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that like Tomb Raider was on track to be at this time and Fallout just like took the thunder from it. Yeah. Uh, which is to be expected. But yeah, Battlefront next week, which will be great. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. we're all going to be, or most of us are going to be playing it. Absolutely. Probably streaming it, which is going to conflict with my Fallout life. PC uh, <laughs> funky party. Yeah, I know. Like it's it's definitely going to to conflict with with Fallout because Fallout is life right now. It really is. And then now we have Battlefront coming out. Oh man, I have. Oh man, I've been getting like text messages and and uh, and DMs and stuff like that. People are like, "Are you guys going to play? Are you guys going to play?" I'm like, hell yeah, we're going to play. And you can join us on twitchtv slash funky. You know, I we'll told the woman. Yeah. I told yeah. the woman like um, I told her, like Fallout came out Battlefront next month. I mean next week. I told her like we're not going out or doing anything till like January or February. It's like <laughs> we're gonna save money. It's fine. Not that we're planning on saving money, but we're saving money. We're not going out because I have to play these games. You can watch me play, but I'm playing these games. Yeah, that commitment. I, yeah. I think I found the perfect uh, balance for my Fallout slash Battlefront life. When I'm playing and no one else is online, I'm going to play Fallout. But when buddies are online, I'm going to jump into Battlefront. Oh, we're going to be there. That's We're going to be there. And we're going to be on work, PlayStation right? 4. So if you have a PlayStation <laughs> 4 and want to play with us, get on Twitch.tv. We'll be on around, I want to say, anytime after like 6 o'clock in the afternoon on Eastern Standard Time, I want to say. Definitely 8 We'll we'll give you details later. It depends. It depends. When the planets align and your powers combined and I am Captain Planet, we will be playing Battlefront at any given point. 
Yeah. He's Follow us on, on the Twitter feeds, the Twitter bugs, and the Instahams, and book faces, and we'll let you know. But Surge, if only there was a way for a service to notify me directly when you start streaming on Battlefront. Hmm. I wonder, does, Greg, is does, there such a thing? Does such a feature exist? I don't know. <laughs> I bet you, if you hit that button, that good old button. Where is it? Get that, that follow button. That follow button. That, that I was going to say subscribe, but it's not subscribe. We don't have subscription yet. The follow button. You, we will, people? we will personally, and by personally I mean not personally, email you when we start playing. If you yeah. haven't gotten the hint, they're saying hit the follow button, guys. Hit the follow button. Free, free hugs, nerds. Free hugs, yeah. games, and fun times. Yeah. Uh, but with that, everyone, enjoy the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's the Bad Tidy Funky Podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast, issue 27. Today we're talking about uh, Nerd TV, DC TV, Marvel, everything that you like so far, maybe some things you don't like and things you're watching. On the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast today, we have Booster Greg. What up? We've got Amber. Hey, yo. Dave the Bearded Menace. Yo. And I'm Sergio. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love each and every one of you. And thanks for uh, everyone who comes in during the week as we play different games. We've got Destiny going on. we got Fallout. And we'll have more to come pretty soon, like we were saying earlier, with uh, Star Wars Battlefront on the PlayStation 4 if you want to join us as well. So, guys. Nerd TV. Yeah, so this has always been like a new... I think this is an interesting past couple of years for comic book fans because we've gotten so many like, like I don't know, like TV shows based on whether it be heavily or loosely on comic books. Um, and that's pretty much what, what we're, what we're going to be talking about right now. I want to start it all off with the arrow slash or the arrow arrow slash fa- the flash. Um, I like it because if I could talk tonight, that'd be even better. Uh, I like it. I'm kind of lumping these two together because they take place in a shared universe, which is fucking awesome. And it's what I really like about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And DC has managed to get that together for their TV, but not necessarily for the movies yet. Um, and that's and the, the odd thing about, about DC is that they have it together for their DC animated productions, which yeah. are amazing. Abs- I love, oh God, all of them are really good. I don't say love all of them, but I like most of them. And uh, yeah, and just as said, Greg, for their TV shows, they have their shit together. So whoever is doing that, let's bring them over to the movie production side. Let's, let's get it going there because I really like DC and I'm rooting for them. But Marvel's winning the race. Oh yeah. Well, they had the foresight to start the race. You know, well, is um, it... with the DC shows, is it actually all of them? Because I, I heard that Supergirl is kind of uh, an unknown as to where it stands in the continuity. So, and this is what I want to bring up too, because and this actually does does segue into Arrow pretty well. I'm not going to talk about Arrow too too much tonight because I think I'm the only one that watches it between all of us. Um, but they brought Constantine into it last week. 
I heard about that, and I think because the show had a pretty big following, and yeah. when it was getting canceled, there was a there was a couple of movements where they even tried to uh, get it moved to a to a separate network, but um, but I think uh, no one really uh, took the uh, took the show in, so it ultimately got canceled. But it does have such a following that they they did actively work to uh, make it uh, function within the context of Arrow. Yeah, which is great. I mean, you had Matt Ryan resume his role as Constantine. His dye job was really bad, though. Like, really bad. Wait, um, what? So he's not a blonde. He's not a natural blonde, Matt Ryan. Ah. Uh. He has a much, or at least not that light. So, like, they dyed his hair for the role again, or they put on a wig or whatever, and it looked terrible. <laughs> um, but the same actor acted the same way. I really like him as an actor for Constantine because he's not, like, a pretty boy. Like, he's got these, like, gangly teeth, and he kind of slunches over, and he's got the scruff, and, you know, he's just very, like, cocky. And he's not like your typical, like, Oliver Queen or Barry Allen, where they're just, like, good-looking dudes and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, He's definitely a whole different ball game. Uh, they even played the music, the Constantine theme music, when he was, like, walking around to really, like, rub it in that, like, hey, it's not just the same actor, it's a shared universe, like, you know, get and, used to uh, it. And was Constantine uh, a shared universe with uh, Arrow before? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't anything confirmed. But with this whole new season of Arrow, they're moving into the supernatural. That's pretty so cool. So it was a great way to take something that's already established and work it into the arrow lore and if if anyone has watched arrow you know the basic your basic show breakdown is you have flashback scenes and you have current time scenes and the flashback scenes are about you know oliver's time on the island and how he's grown and stuff like that or not on the island or not on the island you know his quote-unquote time on the i guess the island is more metaphorical yeah well everyone else thought he was on the island (laughs) yeah when everyone thought he was on the island he was actually running around china and doing all this stuff um (laughs) But he, in this season, he's back on the island, and he's kind of uh, teamed up with these, like, gritty soldier mercenary guys that are working these, like, you know, I don't even know, like, these slaves, essentially, to death. Like, they're all from the Middle East. They bring them in. They have them work, and they're having excavating for magic uh, and mystical artifacts. And that's where Constantine comes in, because Constantine was looking for the same thing that one of the guys is looking for. So Oliver ends up helping him get it, and it cuts to and from because they they let you see how Oliver saved Constantine's life, so Constantine owes him a favor. And then with um, they brought back Sarah, who had died a couple seasons ago. Um, it's all you know, comic book bringing back to life the stuff. Lazarus but, uh, Pit, <laughs> yeah, Lazarus Pit essentially, and then but her soul was gone because she was already dead. So they had Constantine come in and bring her soul back. But what was really cool is um, uh, Felicity's reaction to Constantine, because up until this point, and I didn't realize it until she mentioned this, every single person from Oliver's past has been a gorgeous woman. It's been like, oh, let me call up this friend, you know, Sarah Lance. Let me call up this this other friend, um, Laurel. Let me call up this other friend, Katana. You know, like, all these, like, women are in his life. And then he goes, oh, I'm going to call this friend Constantine. And then this, like, gangly British dude shows up who's just, like, reeks of booze and cigarettes and is smoking. And he's just like, all right, let's let's get this over with, shall we? To be fair, Deathstroke could have used a little more etiquette in his life. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But, um, 
like Felicity had said something like, you know, I'm really glad that this one wasn't like a hot British chick or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's clever. Or a psychopath. Or a psychopath. Yeah, that was clever. Uh, but the one thing I, I do want to bring up before we transition to Flash is Damien Dark, who they're positioning as uh, Raish or Raz, however you want to pronounce his name, Raz al Ghul's brother. Oh, and he's, God. he's played by Neil McDonough, who played by M. Bison. In the Street Fighter Chung Lee movie. <laughs> no! Nice. But I like him in this. He was also Dum Dum in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, if you remember that. Uh, but I like him in this because he does play a good villain. It's just he's never. I think he can only play one kind of villain, and it's the Damien Dark portrayal. But he plays so many villains, and they're never like they're adaptations of things that are not that specific personality. So he's pretty much playing M. Bison in Arrow, but it works because oh we don't have this, like, at least I don't have this preconceived notion of what he should be. So he's just this badass dude who can use magic and telekinesis and is trying to take over Star City for whatever reason. Um, and what was really cool is they had Ray Palmer shrink, finally, and he had been missing for months. And he was on Damien Dark's desk underneath a glass that he couldn't budge because he couldn't get bigger again. <laughs> it was an awesome visual. Like, I really dug it. Um, and we're going to get another uh, crossover episode at some point this season, too, between Arrow and The Flash, which is awesome. And if anyone's been watching The Flash thus far, the whole point of this season is alternate Earths. Earth 1, Earth 2. We got to see Jake Garrick, although without his speed, but we got to see him. He's been hanging around for a bit. And Zoom is the name of the new villain. And I don't know if any of you guys have been caught up or watched a little bit of it, but Zoom is a demonic-looking Flash. Dude, he's crazy-looking. Oh, my God. So he's I'm like... really not caught up, but isn't isn't Zoom the main villain they've been hinting at the entire show? So, no. What they're doing is... So this whole DC... And this is why I think I buy into DC uh, adaptations of like, you know, cartoons and movies and shows is because they always kind of set it up as ever since young justice, they set it up as this is an alternate earth. This is not a direct adaptation to the current earth that you have known in love. This is a different numbered earth. So things are going to be different. And that's why in young justice, you had Superboy, Dick Grayson, and Wally West on the same starting out Young Justice team when in the comic books it was Superboy, Tim Drake, and Bart Allen. And it's, it's like, funny that, because I think, I think fans love, you know, alternate universes, but oh yeah. these big companies, you know, Marvel and DC, namely, um, always seem to, like, hate it. They always work to, like, destroy their multiverse with, like, Secret Wars or a Crisis on Infinite Earths or something. Well, I think that's because there are two, type of, two types of... Uh, I guess viewers or readers or whatever you want to classify them as the people who get it and the people who don't get it and the people who get it are like this is really cool this is awesome we love this and they can follow complex storylines and stuff like that and they understand that Red Sun Superman is different from Superman is different from Earth 2 Superman is different from Ultraman you know what I mean whereas the people who don't get it are just like Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought Christian Bale was Batman. Why is Ben Affleck Batman? <laughs> uh, no. 
And it was that kind of thing that in uh, Smallville, they, they were trying to incorporate Batman into it. But because uh, Batman Begins was so close to that time, they ended up scrapping the character. And I've said this. I don't know if I said this on a podcast before. But um, there was the the can't remember his name. He's on the Vampire Diaries right now. But one of those actors, he was supposed to play Batman. His name was Adam Knight, which is, is obviously Adam West, the Dark Knight, right? Yeah. And he was dark. He was mysterious. He had those, like, he actually kind of looked a little bit like the Bruce Wayne, like a younger Bruce Wayne. And he was training, and he was he could take down anyone. And this was at the time where, like, Lana was, like, knowing Kung Fu or something like that. I don't know. Um, and he could take her down single-handedly. And we're like, whoa, is this Batman? What's going on? And the creator's like, I don't know. Maybe it is. You should tune in. And then <laughs> they got – I think their their approach was we're just going to do it. And if, you know, they yell at us, they yell at us. So they just started to do it without permission. And then they were just like, we're going to sue you if you continue with this. So then they're like, oh, no, it's not Batman. It's just some other random guy who's working for Lionel Luthor. And don't worry about Wait, it. Wait, why would they get sued? I don't get it. Because they did, it was brand uh, recognition and it was messing with the brand, so I think it was two different departments trying to like fight each other. That's and, some. Yeah. That's a bummer. Infighting. What? And ba- <laughs> yeah, and based on what I read, it sounded like this. Uh, you know, Warner Brothers had the movies back more so than Smallville, so you know that happened. But um, what they're doing now is so in season one we saw uh, Reverse Flash. So we saw Eobard Thon. We saw him. We got a lot, a lot, a lot of really, really cool fights. Just like the CG was on was on point with it. The the story, the overarching story, anyways, was on point. There was some kind of minor like, "What am I gonna do without you, Iris?" Oh, no, Mary, <laughs> oh, what am I gonna do without you? Um, there's some of that. Yeah, it was like, like, like yeah, for like, me, that stuff. That stuff is what really got me. And I got a couple of friends to to start watching uh, the Flash, but. Some of them stopped watching BB because of that. Like, they're just like, oh, God, what is all this relationship stuff? And I was yeah, just like, I mean, and that's, the, that's just know? the channel. That's the nature of the channel. It really is, like, the, the CW. And, yeah. oh, God, every show falls into that trap because you have all this, like, stuff that's made for a target audience. And I'm pretty sure but, the target audience is, is, like, teenage girls or, like, women who, you know, like, whatever. Like, it's it's not for, like, everyone. It's yeah. like a specific audience, and I hate that CW does that. It's so bad because the show could be more than what it is. You know, just like Barry Allen could be more than what he is, but he has he has this trope now where he can't progress until he has somewhat of like permission from like his female counterpart. It's as if he's behind these gates and he can only go through until she lets him through, which I think is bullshit. Yeah, but I mean, like for me, like if. That's the price I have to pay to have a Flash TV show at all. I'm more than happy to, to pay it. And yeah, I think once you're I used mean, to one show, you can, you're can you kind of used to it, all of it. Like, I mean, iZombie yeah. has the same problem. And I think yeah. once once you're used to it, if you can get through that one, you can get through Arrow, you can get through Flash. It's like, it's whatever. I don't know. Yeah. There's only so much mushiness that I could take in a show. <laughs> well, that that's I have a trick for you, Dave. That's your email checking time. Yeah, I literally, the, when it starts to happen, but, I just go, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I but, but like, you shouldn't have to turn check. away from a TV show. I mean, like, when I was watching Daredevil, I didn't have to turn away. They had the relationship stuff, but I, I don't know what the magic formula was where they worked it out. Yeah, well, you actually wanted to see the relationship that... ship, and then, especially in Daredevil, you wanted to see relationship stuff work, you know? Seriously, It's like, oh, yeah. oh my god, it's almost there. Oh, but he has to go be a hero. Damn it, you know? Well, like, I think it also is that, like, 
with uh, with Flash and Arrow, they have to think about having plot threads begin and resolve at a, at a shorter period of time within a season to keep people's interest with ratings. Whereas, like with a Netflix show, you can just release them all at once, and for all intents and purposes, they're just one big movie split into mm. like thirteen chunks. So the pacing is is a lot easier. Whereas with a show, you have to. Uh, with, I mean, with a serialized TV show, you have to really uh, think about how to keep people interested. Yeah, and it, yeah, I mean, there's more well, that doesn't include of the Flash. Relation- that shouldn't include relationship stuff. I mean, like, there's lore from the comic. There's a whole universe um, oh, yeah. with DC, and even just like the Flash alone that they can pull from. But I think it it, it goes to talk about it says something about the writers. And the people they got to make the show. They're like, all right, here are the demographics we need to hit. Here are the people we need to get. And this is the kind of show we're going to make. We're the CW. We're going to need to have more. I wonder if in, even in the original, whatever, like, uh, you know, like pitch for the show, they're like, oh, we have this and the other thing. And like, you know, like the goddamn like CW execs. But yeah, but how can we work a soundtrack in there and a relationship plot? Because all <laughs> of our shows have that same disgusting trope. I definitely agree. There's, there's a disconnect there with, uh, with between them and in their in their audience. Because, I mean, the, the Supergirl trailer is a perfect example of what you're saying, too. It's just, it's just it should be appealing to comic book fans or people who are interested in, in that kind of story. But then it's like, here's this Devil Wears Prada idea. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and and, yeah. and the show is like that now too. It's kind of my guilty pleasure to watch. Like I think it's on episode two now or something, and it it is following this this pattern of uh, also watching because like that girl Melissa who plays it is really hot, and she's actually a really good actress. Wait, are you watching hot. Supergirl? Is that what you just said? Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's my guilty pleasure. Maybe it's not anymore. episode two. I've wait, been meaning there's... to pick it up actually. Wait, so, uh, I can't believe well, Serge, who's Mister. Fuck Iris and your lovely and <laughs> listen, listen. Supergirl I watch it. I watch the it most, the same way. The I watch. Most I watch Supergirl. Tropes. Okay, the this most... is gonna be a huge insult to the writers, but I watch Supergirl the same way I watch Fox News. Okay, it's <laughs> it's terrible. It's a bunch of bullshit. You know it's stupid, but you watch it because it's entertainingly bad. Like Bill O'Reilly. Like you know that's a character. Like, like there was a mole who worked at Fox News and said, "Okay, these this person, this person, this person is doing a character." Who you see on TV, totally a character. He said, like, Megan Kelly, uh, uh, what's his name, um, Hannity, those are all characters. Well, I think he said Hannity was real or some shit like that, which is really crazy. Um, but yeah, I watch it because it's, like, really bad, but it's like that's... you can't look away from the train wreck. Just like how you can't <laughs> that's actually look away really from a bad YouTube video. It's like, a... oh, God, look at everything that's happening in this video. It's so bad, but I can't turn away. It's almost done. That's uh, actually kind of funny because... Um... I watch Supergirl like I watch Fox News as well. Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to watch oh, Supergirl God. for the same reason I'm going to watch American Horror Story. I want to see for myself if all of the hate is justified. I like. I was willing to give it a chance, like, even after that terrible first episode, but then they showed Red Tornado. And I was like, that's it. Nope, you're fucking done. <laughs> like, I, that, that's the stupidest thing I've ever... Like, who made that and thought that was a good idea? Like, he looks like the licorice man. <laughs> licorice man! <laughs> uh, but anyways, anyways, going back to The Flash. Uh, season one was all about, um, you know, the death uh, or the murder of Barry's mom. And how his dad was falsely convicted for it. Justice and, for my father. Yeah. And him trying to, like... And that was actually from the comics, too. Like, him trying to, like, redeem his father and, like, all that stuff. Um, and then we find out the identity of the yellow, the man in the yellow suit, 
<laughs> and it really kind of takes off from there and it leaves this huge fallout which happens in season two which is you know like there are ripples in time and space and beings from earth two have been leaking through to kill barry and they're being sent by this man named zoom and I love how they explain like the, the different roles and everything because in in these shows there always has to be someone who doesn't get it, and yep. that's supposed to be us, the audience. And, it, and it's so like in Big Bang Theory, like Penny is supposed to be us or whatever, which is, which is whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I love that, that that Tom Cavanaugh was was brought back because he he's oh, a really yeah. good, really good actor. And oh, dude, yeah, when I saw him come back, I was like, yes, he's packed. Yes, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and uh, such a different portrayal of the character. I mean, it makes sense, but like, yes. You know, like Dude. he's really, he's like the Dr. Cox of that show right now, which Seriously. I love. Like he's oh, an ass. God. He doesn't take shit from anyone, but like, you know, he has that heart of gold and like, I'm in love with this portrayal and I'm going to be very upset if he ends up being Zoom. Ah, oh, oh I don't, God, I don't think he will. I don't think so. But like, no. how fucked would that be? Dude, that, I, I was thinking that too because you know, like you know, the other Doctor Wells was, yeah, <laughs> the other Earth Flash, yeah, whatever. And I'm just like, wait a minute, is this just like Earth Two's, like fucking, like in, instead of uh, what's it called, um, instead of you know, the Reverse Flash, yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 Zoom, but at the same time, like, oh man, like, oh yeah. god, and and those moments are amazing. Like, uh, you know, we found out that Cisco has power, you know, yeah. vibe, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, he has premonitions when he touches things and people or whatever. I love this scene where he's trying to do it to doc, to the Doctor Wells or oh, Harry, as so he call funny. him. Oh my god! Like he's, <laughs> I don't think he calls him Harry. He's yeah. like, no, nah, it's too weird. I gotta differentiate him. I'm call him Harry. I'm calling you like, Harry. <laughs> and they go, so, they go the original Wells, and and Harry's like, I am the original Wells. <laughs> it's like, so funny that they're calling this guy like he's like you're not the real Wells, and the real Wells that they think is the real one was it wasn't even him to begin with. Yeah. It was a completely different dude. <laughs> so ridiculous. So he's just like, that wasn't it. And he's so mad about it. He's like, that's not the real Dr. Wells. I'm the real Wells. Yeah. Like, ah. You know, but I love where, like, uh, like Cisco's trying to, like, figure out what's what's going on with him because uh, they're all having a powwow. You know, to Dan- to Danielle Panabaker's character, they're like, well, we got to find out what's going on with him. Like, I don't trust him. And Joe's like, yeah, I'm, I've been a cut for a long time and something's wrong with that guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, c- I can touch him and, you know, I'll get a premonition or I'll see something. And uh, I-, I love how they don't pull any punches with-, with that character, with that Dr. Wells. Like, he immediately knows what's going on. He doesn't play stupid. Because there are characters like, like uh, we'll know something the characters don't, or we'll know something some of the characters do now and they'll play stupid. Like, you know, like a, like a romantic comedy or something like that, where they're like, uh, you know, if uh, in a little bit of an explanation, you can figure everything out. So uh, when Cisco goes over to him to try to get a premonition and touch him, he, he <laughs> Dr. Wells is just like, what are you doing? He's like, like oh, he's I just like, want to pat you on the back. Yeah. Good so, job, good job. He's like, you were trying to vibe me. I know what's going on. <laughs> Don't ever touch me. If you touch me again. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> he pulls no... And that whole scene was amazing. Um... Yeah, so the, the, that was awesome, all that good. But what here's my here's my theory on on what One they're two. doing with Earth One and Earth Two. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's, and I'm probably overthinking it as I usually do with these things. But I think that Earth Two and Earth One would have been identical had Thawne not gone back in time in Earth One. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah, and everything is messed up. Now, yeah, because all, all the events that, that happened up until this point are because of that moment in time. Right. So I think that had Thon. So Thon didn't. Ex- 
he didn't create the accident that made the flash he accelerated it so they said that in season one that he had just done it a couple years earlier so that he could go home sooner that he could go back to the future because him going to the future relied on barry getting his powers and he just got impatient he was like i'm not staying here for another 20 years or however long it's going to take so he accelerated everything which led to events you know being different a butterfly effect essentially throughout the whole the whole world whereas on earth 2 it happened naturally to jay and the whole part the particle accelerator still happened because they they referenced that and i think that might have been what created zoom potentially but i think so it's it's weird like uh that happens to zoom but then everybody who was changed they have like, but it's weird because like they make him seem so demonic, you know, yeah. like he has claws and stuff. I'm like, is that a part of the suit, or is that? But but then the way his mouth moves and everything, it looks like yeah. that's him and that you voice. Know? Yeah. Oh God. Haunts that my voice nightmares. Is yeah. <laughs> it's almost like Kylo Ren. Oh, I was like, man. oh, look at that voice. It's amazing. Well, listen, it's to that voice. so nuts. Uh, and he's huge. He's a big dude too. Yeah, like the way he like he oh like the him and when him and Barry were fighting. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, the the budget in the show is great. Like it gives you these amazing visuals, and that's what that's what kind of really sold some of my buddies who I turned on the flash. I showed them like, hey, look, look at check out this fight, and uh, you know, and it was um what was it? It was uh the reverse flash and Barry like running at it and every like like going at it and everything, and then they're like, oh, I heard like the arrow in the flash. Fall. I'm like, yeah, that was ass. We were supposed to like come like come in our pants because they were fighting, but the flash would totally body the arrow. Like, let's be real. Well, that that's the he whole Superman the versus Batman situation. Yeah, that, that's that's just the same exact. Um, yeah, well, I mean, argument. if Arrow can have prep for the battle, Arrow wins. If the Flash is just straight up going at it, then I guess Flash wins. Yeah. I don't know because because the Green Arrow isn't as smart as Batman. But, but I mean, he, even he in, kind the, of in their first crossover, when they were at in the warehouse or whatever, um, I think the Flash got like owned. I would say that Arrow in which I didn't like at all. That was just to appease the Arrow fans because they're. I think the Arrow fans are bigger than the Flash fans. Obviously, there's more of a following for Arrow than there is for yeah, Flash. Keep like, in mind, like the Flash has had his powers for like how long? A few weeks, a few yeah. months, maybe. Whereas Arrow has been like some elite covert ops agent for multiple countries traversing the world for years yeah, yeah but elite covert ops agent versus a guy who who can run faster than than and he's the fastest man in the world i mean like if if i mean you can get an assessment of a fight pretty quickly uh with a guy who has um oliver queen's experience yes but at the same time like what can you really assess from true, this guy who's running faster than you. I mean, like, even if, like, even if he knew that a, a potential battle was coming and he had, you know, all the toys and tools to prepare for that, he wouldn't be able to set them up as fast as he did in the episode. The Flash would see him setting them up. I mean, he didn't know they were going to fight in that well, area. The Flash is he very fast, he but he's not, he doesn't have uh, a crazy amount of, uh, of what's the word, um... Observation abilities. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, just because he's fast doesn't mean he's gonna notice everything. Like in uh, in Avengers: Age of Ultron, where uh, Quicksilver like was uh, tricked by the uh, by the ground, kind of caving beneath him. Hmm. Um, someone can be really fast, but they're they're still victim to their environment. Well, well, there's that versus like uh, you know, the, the, like Arrow has to shoot projectiles. I mean, look at uh, Days of Future Past, where um, the infamous. Uh, slow-mo matrix scene where Quicksilver uh, uh, he removed the bullets from everybody well he ran around the room first then moved the bullets out of the way because he saw them I mean yeah he saw them being shot and he doesn't have the perception you say to see bullets 
You know, I mean, if Quicksilver can see the bullets and slow time down to move them out of the way to not hit Magneto and Charles and and uh, Wolverine, then I think if see um Oliver Queen is shooting arrows to set up a trap somewhere in that area where he and the Flash are fighting, I think the Flash would see Project all being shot. But I, th- I so, think you're you're comparing apples to oranges with Quicksilver and Flash, whereas mm-hmm. Quicksilver and they even kind of re- reference this in the movie. He is always in like the world's always in slow. He's very bored all the time. He's that's why he's bored all the time, and he goes from playing like asteroids to ping pong to laying on the couch to like. It's almost like a curse. Yeah, it's like he has ADHD, but it's not his fault because like I'm saying a word and it takes me four hours to say a word as his perceived time. So I think that's why the bullet thing looks like that's how it worked and we ended up as the viewer in that scene where he's running around catching all those bolts and redirecting everything. We caught up to his speed for that brief moment in time to see how he lives this moment. That's also kind of contributes to his flaw because he's so, he's, everything's going so slow. He just doesn't pay attention to everything. He's just kind of trying to (laughs) keep himself occupied. Yeah. And Barry doesn't have that problem. Barry, uh, yes, like he can. I, it's more like in Smallville with the same thing with Clark with his reaction speed is he concentrates very briefly and he can see things coming at him much slower than they are because he can move fast and react to those. But he has to consciously turn that on. So I think what Amber's point is, he can't see everything coming uh, because A, he's very headstrong and just runs right into action without thinking about it, assuming that, you know, um, Cisco and Caitlin are going to have his back if he gets into trouble. So he's not going to think to per- set that perception to slow down time before he runs into battle, if that makes sense. Yeah, that was their excuse to use in the show. Yeah. But, I yeah, mean, it's, 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 it's the same thing. Like, like, I'm, like, if you talk about Superman versus Batman, Superman would win if he just thought about it for a brief second. Like, laser vision from space. Boom. You know, GG. like... If uh, with with Flash versus, I'm sure Batman Arrow. would have a satellite to counteract that. How? He I don't know. I'm not Batman. So he so what? what Superman could go to Mars and then just shoot lasers at the Earth and win. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. Superman is he, he's broken. I mean, his whole his whole point is that he's his only limit. Is his right. own OP. Like, mental yeah. condition. Well, anyways, um, the one thing I want to kind of ask, I guess, Serge, because I think he's the one who's caught up on Flash right now, is who do you think Zoom is? Oh, that's the thing. Like, oh my god. Like, I, I hope, I hope, and I want it to be somebody new. Yeah, you know, no, I don't think it's like, gonna I, be though. With like the amount that they, I know, like, God, I know, know. and that's the thing that's going to disappoint me because I think, I think they're going to pull a whole Scooby Doo thing, and it's going to be somebody that's been around, but at the same time, you know, I mean, like, I, I like one of my buddies is like, oh, it might be uh, that, that new girl who's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was uh, oh, it was this Rosebush the entire time. How is this Rosebush doing that? We don't know. But um, I one of my buddies like, oh, what if it's like that new girl that he's dating? That's uh, Joe's partner. I'm like, what? Why would that be? <laughs> but like, so like, it's funny because <laughs> like, sense. I think with this past episode, everyone is now like, I don't fucking trust that bitch. Like, I don't know yeah. what it is, how they did it, but like, all of a sudden, I just don't trust her. I think it's because they kept talking about trust, and Joe is just like distancing himself from her. You know, not not because he didn't trust her, but he's like, I can't. Yeah, pretty much doesn't trust her. He's like, I can't tell her any of the stuff that's going on. Right. If I do, that's going to blow the whole cover, and right, then right. we don't know who really she is because she's kind of new. But for, for for Zoom, oh man, I I wonder if it's like some dark version of Barry. That's what a, the big popular thing is. It's Earth Two Barry. 
Earth Two Barry, because who's it to say? I mean, like the reaction, uh, the reactor turned him into the Flash here, but on Earth Two, it's not Barry who's the Flash. Right. So, so Zoom, where? Well, I think I'm they thinking... made reference that Barry's an electrician, didn't they? In one of the episodes on Earth Two, did they? I think they did. I feel like it's... they did. It sounds familiar because yeah, I'm pretty sure they mentioned. Oh, like well, where's Barry? Who is he? And it's like, oh, he's somebody. Or, yeah, like know. an electrician or whatever, something like that. Yeah, which like, kind of makes sense. I mean, he has electric, electric, like an aura around him. Like, yeah, and like if you think about it this way, so on my theory, if Earth Two is Earth One, if Thon never went back in time, the whole reason why Barry became a crime scene investigator is because of what happened to his father and what happened to his the murder of his mother. So if his mom never died. He never becomes an like he never becomes CSI. If he never becomes CSI, mm. what does he do? Apparently, he becomes an electrician. So like that's like that mm. whole butterfly effect thing, right? That like spirals it. And actually, it's interesting too because it's a little bit of a flashpoint, right? Yeah, it so is, like yeah, the flashpoint paradox. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you were paying attention on um, the last episode of Flash, um, what's his name? Well, Harry was watching the news. Before his daughter got kidnapped. Yeah. And they showed the arrow and they was unmasked, but it wasn't Oliver, it was his father. Which was just shades of flashpoint with Batman for me. Hmm. So they said that like Oliver died on the island instead of his father. And when his father came back, he put on the hood. Because he went through all that stuff that that Oliver went through. And yeah, because for all intents and purposes, Oliver Queen is is Bruce Wayne. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. For, for DCD, although, yeah. although in this new season, they've been distancing that a lot. Like he's been starting to act more and more like the Green Arrow that I know from the comic books, which I like. Is, is that because is that because they're going to be doing the Green Arrow? Well, uh, you mean in the movies? No, 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 not in the movies. Because I remember, like, uh, at Senior Comic Con, like, um, uh, oh, the yeah. guy who plays um, the guy came out as, oh, guys, we have a special surprise for you. He he had the new suit on, and then yeah. there was a title behind him that said the Green Arrow. Oh yeah, in, in this show now, his name is Green Arrow, but the show is oh, still okay. going to be called Arrow uh, gotcha. because now he has like you know his his sister is Red Arrow, and he's got like a whole team behind him. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean like so he pretty much is the Green Arrow now, and he's changing his persona slightly, and it's because his life is different and it's better. So he's becoming less Batman angry and more Oliver Queen. Um, I've been hearing, and we'll finish off with Zoom. I've been hearing that um, the popular fan theory is it's either a dark version of Barry or it's a dark version of Barry's father. Oh, that would be dope. Dark so, version of Barry's father? That'd be crazy. I mean, he was the original Flash. In right, yeah, exactly, from the from the show in the 90s. So that would be really cool. And a lot of people really like that. And, you know, the bigger build of Zoom... That you know, Barry's father was a kind of a bigger dude, right? Like he had that square jaw and like yeah, he was fairly tall. Oh, that'd be so cool! Yeah, and, and <laughs> uh, awesome. we also saw Jesse Quick too, very briefly, or like that's Wells's daughter in Earth Two is Jesse Quick. So we'll see what kind of happens with that as the season progresses, and we still have to look forward to Wally West. Uh, moving on to Agents of Shield. I know how much Serge loves it, so I'll let him start. It's like <laughs> the best um, show ever on TV. I've actually been this these past couple episodes. The writing has been really smart. It's been like it's been top notch. I mean, I thought season two really stepped up the show from season one because uh, looking back on it uh, now that I can kind of have like more to compare it to, I don't know if season one really holds up if you take out the Marvel universe. 
aspect. Season That's what I've been saying. Season from the two. If no, you haven't. Not, you haven't said no, that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. All you said the podcast was with other people. Agents of Shit. Agents of Shit. No, without, no, no, because no, no, like, okay, whoever was trying to get me to watch Agents of Shit in the beginning, they're like, oh, watch it's really good. I was like, if you take out the Marvel universe completely, this would be like a regular ass like fucking TV show full of bullshit. And my buddy who was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm right because it's a shitty show. Continue. I don't ever said what? that to us though. One of my buddies said asked, best. One of my buddies said it best. My buddy Yuhas. He said, um, "This is when the show first came out. The only reason why he would ever watch that show is because of Agent Coulson, and even he's not a strong enough reason to continue watching that show." I can see that. The thing is that season two starts to step it up because it incorporates more elements of the Marvel Universe. And I, and I, for a while there, I was saying, okay, well, if you want to start Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., either start at the end of Season 1 or during Season 2. But just from the few, like, episodes we have of Season 3, like, this show holds up on its own at this point. Especially the, uh, even one episode is, like, on its own, it's fine. The one where uh, Jenna is uh, stranded on the, other, on the alien planet. Oh, that was a really that, good one. I like that one. Like, even on its own, minus the entire rest of the show, that episode is just amazing. Yeah, I was watching that show, that episode, uh, at my parents' house actually, because I had, my mom got a new iPhone, so I had to help set it up because apparently that's my life now. But uh, <laughs> I was sitting there watching it on their TV, and she was watching it with me, and she was like watching, and she was captivated. She goes, "Is this the first episode?" And I was like, "Uh, no, this is like we're on season like two or three. We're no." No, this is like far from it. This is the most. Oh, that's interesting. One. Well, why did she think it was the first one? Just uh, of because the pacing and how it's set up. Yeah, yeah, it really? was. So what happened is they had this like crazy monolith artifact thing that sucked uh, Simmons into this weird planet where it was always dark, and there was like two, like a giant planet in the orbit and the. Well, we didn't know where it, where it sucked her into. Yeah, it she was like this weird area, and it was like air was breathable, gravity was fine, all that stuff, and she was there for like, like what six months. They, yeah, I mean, she was there um, supposedly all the time in between the end of season two and the start of season yeah. three, episode five. So she was there for a while, and it was just like what happens, and you see her like you know, documenting, like, you know, this is what the terrain feels like, it's always nighttime, like, you know, she even jumps to test the gravity and all that stuff, so she, like, does all the scientific stuff, and it's just, like, eventually she, and she's addressing it to Fitz, which is important, because they were going to go on a date, and then she gets sucked into this thing, so they were going to start this relationship, and then just get sucked into this thing, gets thrown halfway across space and time, for all we know, and all she has is her phone and documenting these things. And I'm assuming her phone had some sort of like super shield battery on oh, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, she goes lasted. into it. She says that Fitz made her a, a special battery that... Oh, I, yeah. I must have missed that. But like yeah. it will run out eventually, so she was still trying to conserve it. But yeah, yeah it was something. But like what she was talking about. Oh, yeah, I got the special battery. It's going to last uh, for this episode. Yeah, so... every show does it. So everybody uh, shut up. It died eventually. <laughs> Yeah, it did, it did die eventually, but... Um, Towards the end of the episode? No, no, no. It's like, I think halfway through, I don't know. Yeah, it was like the middle. Um, mm. Yeah, so what she eventually meets up with this other, this other human, because um, it's been turning out that, you After know, she all through... After she fights a monster. She finds a monster, she fights it, she eats it, which is awesome. <laughs> she fights it, she cooks eats it, eats the monster? it. Yeah, well, she's well, like no starving. There. There's no food there. She, and the thing is, so, so she's in the water. She finally finds water after, like, wandering this, like, desert world for 
how many days? I think she was like at, at just over the point where humans will like die from lack of uh, water. So she finds this stream and she's she's drinking it and then she's swimming around and then something grabs her leg and starts trying to drown her. So <laughs> she eventually escapes. But then she realizes there's only one thing that she can eat and it's the yeah. thing that's trying to kill her. So she like fashions this like shiv or whatever like a, a, a sphere and just like goes at it. Jumps in the water, gets his attention, kills it, cooks it, eats it. And, like, you know, it's kind of this whole downfall that you see until she bumps into this other astronaut um, who had been there for 15 years, they said? I think so. It was a, it was a while. I think it was either I think early, was like, I think early 2000s. Yeah, so it was, like, 14 or 15 years that he was there. And they kind of, like, you know, they're at first they're just, like, you know, getting to know each other stuff and then... She's like in, or they. It's implied she's in love with Fitz, um, but then she begins to lose hope that she's never going to get home and blah 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 and all that stuff. And they, you know, the astronaut sex happens and astronaut uh, sex. all this stuff. But what's it's interesting is the subtlety. Of, I mean, that episode was spectacularly paced. It was great standalone. It was, it was like high tension all the time. Yeah, and it was just like very. Besides the the I don't know the sandstorm monster, it was a very like low tech episode. There wasn't a lot of special effects. And also keep in mind, uh, just uh, someone watching the show, up to this point, they had actually got Simmons back, but she's been acting very strange. We didn't know. Like, there, there was a point where we were even questioning like, mm. if she was it's really herself. Her. Um, if yeah, she was, yeah. um, so like now that this episode is... Uh, it was like a flashback episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was uh, then at the end, you find you know, like, it's her explaining to Fitz why she needs to go back. Yeah. Um, like Lost. It's just exactly Lost. Yeah, but it, it was really cool. It was, it was well done. Um, and the whole thing, too, like later on, the last episode we watched, or the, maybe the one before that, uh, Fitz takes out like the memory chip from her phone and starts like, you know, he's able to salvage a lot of the information and he's listening to her audio diaries in which she's always going like, hey, Fitz, you know, like this is what's going on. And it's all this thing. And he can see that she's always watching the video of him, like wishing her happy birthday and all this cool stuff and what i kind of picked up on is he's listening to these audio diaries over like he's listening to them sequentially and he's listening to this relationship that he never had with simmons get killed essentially it's like, like never exists. yeah and there's nothing he can do about it because like you know when she comes back she wants to get this guy back and now there's this whole thing of like does, is she still in love with Fitz, or does she is she in love with this astronaut guy? Now? And then you have that one guy. Well, I don't remember his name, but he's he's been like kind of sending uh, Fitzy's hints, like, oh yeah, don't help her get him back, like leave him there. <laughs> oh yeah, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind Hunter. of a dirtbag. <laughs> Hunter is a dirtbag. Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, what's her name? Dana Gould from, uh, well, the girl who played Dana Gould from Entourage is actually in it now. If anyone has watched Entourage, she was one of the movie execs that was BFFs with Ari. So that was that's pretty cool. She's kind of playing this Colson counterpart kind of thing, uh, which we found out her true intentions at the may end. May or may not be evil. Episode. We don't really know. Yeah, we don't really know what's going on with her. Um, and the whole deal with Lash. Oh, that so, in general, like just like the Inhumans overall, I think because like season two had some cool superpowers towards the end but like this season it really does feel like a, a superhero show because yeah yeah all over the place there's like someone who is like controlling lightning there's someone who's like just blowing holes in people someone who can like clone herself someone who can like control 
like seismic activity. It's um, it, we're, we're only like five six episodes in, and we've had, I think, uh, at least a superhero battle every episode or so. Yeah, at least. Um, what's interesting is Lash is the new villain who is going around killing Inhumans. And we found out what his true identity was. And Lash is actually in the comics. mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Lash is actually in the comics, but I don't think it's the same. I think they they changed it from the comics. Well, I don't think we know who Lash is in the comics. Right. We? So that No, we don't. But I don't think... I mean, I don't follow Inhumans in comics, but based on what I've been reading and stuff like that, he looks, he looks almost identical, just has longer hair in the show. And it turns out that he was... Um, May's ex-husband, which was interesting. Who's been in and the show for a while now. Yeah, he's he's been a reoccurring character for quite some time. And he's also in the base with them. <laughs> yep, yeah. Where but they're like, trying the to thing, bring all of the Inhumans. What I really didn't like about it was, like, so we, we get that, right? Like, we get all, the, like, the whole, oh, my God, we get the big reveal that he's him. And then all of a sudden, after that, he's super shady all the time. Like, before, he's normal as normal can be. And then like like oh yeah he's the bad guy and then all of a sudden he's saying things like hey where's that uh where's that inhuman that you know well I mean they were uh, I think there was that one line but I think they definitely dropped hints like uh where uh Daisy didn't get killed like he like Lash killed everyone in that right. like, all the Inhumans and and soldiers but like she was the only one left alive so that was kind of a a hint that that, he, that, that in they some know. way connected to her yeah yeah but like I mean like so he's only killing Inhumans that he deems not worthy of their power and as a danger. Well, I mean, I don't know how he's defining that. Cause so far, unworthy equals all of them. Right. <laughs> he's he's crazy is the moral of the story. Um, but what I found very interesting about his character is it's almost like an addiction to becoming Lash. And then, like I mean, he, I think that's that's something they, they mentioned um, with, uh, with the Inhumans, how it's not... They don't just get powers. Everything about them changes, so... The person right. they were before might not have made it through the uh, Terra Genesis. Right. Like, a part of him did, but he's, he's moving away, and they mentioned that because he can transform into Lash and come back to, and that's a part of his, trans, like, his, uh, what's the word they use? Um, I can't remember, but it's a part of his state. Like, he's going to become Lash permanently at some point. He's not going to be really? jumped to and from. Yeah, they said that in the episode. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Uh, I think um, Lincoln said that. He's like, yeah, he's not done with his transformation. Like, Ooh, he can... so there's like a, a clock yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, well, he says that. He goes, you know, it's not like you can, something you can turn off and on, look at Thorn or whatever her name was. Well, I mean, I think it was just interesting how the reveal happened because you, you finally have, uh, you have Agent Ward uh, yeah. kind of find a new pseudo-head of Hydra and yeah. uh, send him on this mission. And you, you think that, that he, he succeeded. Um, but then you, you find out he's alive, and you're like, okay, well, how, how, did, he, how did he make it through? And then, that, yeah. then finally, at the very end of the episode, you, you see the actual sequence of events. Yeah. <laughs> um, something that... I have a whole bunch of notes here, but we don't really have time to go through all of them. Um, Mac is awesome. I'm just going to say that. Drop that. He has these really funny quips. Like, he gets his ass handed to him. He goes, man, I really got to make that shotgun X that I was thinking about. But he says that to himself and just moves on. It's that kind of Joss Whedon stuff that I miss in this show sometimes. Um, and there's a really cool line that the female Coulson pretty much says, or the Coulson's equivalent. Um, she was talking to Daisy, who's, you know, her name's Daisy now, but she was Sky. She says, for every Daisy Johnson, there's a lash, and it's ignorant for you to think otherwise. And just, like, 
put her in her place. Yeah, and it's true. true. That's her. Yeah. It's like you know, you know, she was went on this whole tirade about like how we're afraid if a normal person gets a gun, and all of a sudden it's just like everyone's afraid, and like you know if they're not good and stuff like that. Yeah, she still goes Imagine. a little too far with the boxes. I mean, it's almost it's almost yeah. uh, like idealism versus paranoia. There's they need to find that middle ground. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that kind of develops and stuff like that. But uh, I know uh, we're looking at time. We're getting pretty late. We might not even have time for a secret question because we have a whole bunch of topics left to go through. Um, but let's just talk about Doctor Who really briefly. Yeah, this That's season. Um, I know we the last we uh, we talked about it on a podcast was after the first episode. So we actually yeah. saw the conclusion of that. So what did you think of how they resolved it? So, I mean, for Doctor Who, like, I don't want to go into too much, like, all the, the details. I just want to do a brief overview of, like, like the Doctor and how what he's becoming. You know, like he's coming into his own. Right. If you right. actually like, I was watching. I watched it on demand today because I couldn't find it anywhere on the internet. <laughs> so mm. I was sitting on my couch watching it, and they were showing promos to you know, you know earlier in the season and even the beginning of when Capaldi became the Doctor, and he looks much different now. Like when he first came out, you know, they called him the Magician because he had that jacket, and you know, he was very like well kempt and stuff like that and his hair was shorter and now it's like no he has sunglasses he's got well yeah the sonic shades i don't want to talk about that yeah right (laughs) he's wearing the same jacket but he's got a hoodie underneath it he's wearing grungy t-shirts his hair is all over the place he looks like an aging rock star right now to me I, or like i I actually really like the look i i minus the minus the shades i'm actually really liking where he's going because it's it's different it's different than anything we've seen which would yeah, I, I like that too. Like he's he's not becoming Matt Smith part two. Yeah, or David Tennant part three. Or or yeah, David Tennant part three. He's <laughs> becoming this completely different entity. And I don't know if that's a reaction to when fans, because I know a lot of people, and I think Serge, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was something that you were kind of like I don't know about. Um, the younger Doctor really connected with a lot of people. Because yeah, was, like, I, I agree. I mean, audience. like uh, this. Yeah, I, I, I really liked uh, the Matt Smith episodes. I mean, these, these ones aren't bad. They have a lot of substance in them. But the Doctor himself, I, I don't find myself caring for because I feel uh, like I take myself out of caring for him because he's, he's an older guy. You know, mm. I mean, not to say that, oh, he's old, like, fuck him. It's like, no, no, no. I mean, it's just like I don't, I don't, I don't feel for him as much as, as Matt Smith's character because he was younger. You know, I mean, whenever the doctor does something kooky or crazy, like, I don't believe this older guy doing it. I mean, yeah, he's a time lord, it's a doctor, but it's like, eh, I, I, I don't see it as cheeky as, as like, Matt Smith, you know? That's yeah, but that's that's what I like about it, is he's not cheeky. He's he's a grumpy old man, and he's angry at everyone. And watch the newest episodes, Serge, like... Oh, that was so good. He really shined in these ones. The newest one had a a nice political undertone to it, or overtone, I should say. (laughs) You have to catch up. The latest, that's when I saw, had um, uh, Maisie Williams uh, on the side from Game of Thrones. And that episode was really good. From from the start, I was like, wow, this is very intriguing. Like, this this being out of time. And, you know, she has, like, a regular memory, but she can absorb everything. I was like, this is, like, I love the concepts in Doctor Who. Like, all these different stories are so fascinating to me. And and that's what really draws me to the show. Yeah. I wish I had more time to talk about it, but I mean, I think that the uh, this whole season is so interesting how they have two-parters for the entire way through. That's like a good thing and a bad thing because I, if if, if you're like watching a a good story that you can get into, you great, you have mm-hmm. another whole episode. But if there's one you're not really feeling, you kind of have to deal with it for another week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've had a fifty-fifty 
like dislike ratio. I really like the first really? episode, the first two episodes. I oh, I kind of was meh with the uh, Arya episodes. I I think that they were a little too wacky in in the plot holes really uh really nagged me like the whole electric eel thing like first of all they're not native there and second of all electric eels don't work that way (laughs) (laughs) it's tv i I know know, i know but Uh, like still that's that's how i feel about the alien flash fight oh no he brought it and then the uh the one where the dam broke or there was that uh the doctor almost like brought up the plot hole at the end of the episode and was like not gonna go through with it and uh, and uh and then there was the whole hologram thing where he explains that he was a hologram but then how did he lift up the object when he was a ghost if he wasn't there, anyway, I don't know. Just, just, just yeah. weird, weird complaints. I, I'm sure that, that all Doctor Who seasons have had stuff. Maybe I'm just noticing it more now. But mm. I'm also comparing these, those two, well, I guess four episodes, <laughs> those, those two sequences, to um, two episode, two sequences that I really enjoyed. The, uh, the whole Davros one was amazing, and the latest two episodes were really, really good too. Just with the, uh, I think as. He had something to say with the latest episode. He had he was making a statement on uh, on like paranoia and, and war and like drone warfare, and it was a uh, really well done. Mm. Oh, uh, quick trivia fact too. Do you know who did the voice of the bad guy in the episode where the doctor was a ghost? Ah, uh, no, I don't. Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Was really? For no the- way. What? Yeah, really? So he the, it doesn't really talk. The guy doesn't talk. He just like. It's an alien, but it's like a primal one, so it just like roars and yells and stuff like that. Wait, wait, which alien? There was there was two. It was like the king one, whatever the big bad was. Although he had he talked. Well, like his talking voice wasn't Corey, but his yelling voice was. Oh, okay, that's actually yeah. pretty cool. How fitting. Yeah, I guess I guess <laughs> apparently, and I watched like a little like mini like you know docu vid, whatever you want to call it, and it, apparently, uh, Corey Taylor's a huge Doctor Who fan and watches it with his kid all the time, and he he's been a Doctor Who fan for years since. Um, you know, like the original, original. So, yeah, we're not since then. He's not that old, but you know, whatever, whatever one he grew up on. I think it was number five, four or five, something like that. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, fun little fact. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I dig. I'm not a fan of the Sonic Shades. <laughs> I I'm not sure how I feel about Missy right now. Um, sometimes I like her, sometimes I don't. The Maisie episodes I was really into. But I just dig the doctor's look. You know, he's not—he's not the younger guys. He's not trying to be anymore. He's not pretending to be. He's becoming his own. And Serge, you definitely need to watch the last two episodes because he just like owns the situation. And uh, <laughs> Osgood, awesome. Osgood, oh, I'm back. definitely going to get caught up. Yeah. Also, nice season three walk. of yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, about that. <laughs> Please. So, which brings so us bitterness into from season one. <laughs> oh God. Uh, which brings us really quickly into it's Dave okay. has been relatively silent for this whole podcast, uh, but I know Dave, you've been watching a couple shows. So Dave's not here, man. Um, so I've been watching a lot religiously. Well, semi-religiously was um, The Walking Dead, obviously, because zombies and things. Um, Ash versus the Evil Dead, which I know it's only two episodes in, but it's but it's fucking good. awesome. It's so good. Like, exclamation point and everything on fucking. And um, Gotham, which is phenomenal this season. So, yeah. First things first, you know, like um, The Walking Dead. Have you guys watched any Walking Dead this season? Because I know, Greg, I know you kind of, like, stopped watching it, like, a long yeah, time Dead, ago. Walking Dead's boring. They do the same thing. It's a lot of the repeat. Never got into it. Yeah. Like, 
this season especially has I still feel like their best season was when they're in the prison and the governor was their um was their like their their adversary. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that was like probably like the best best like season they had because it was like an adversary that wasn't the zombies, it was another human being, and something that could be equally as threatening or were, were even more threatening. Um, but I feel where they went wrong, which is what they kind of had going for like that season with the with the prison was. There's not much. There, there's really not much of a big threat of like the characters dying now. Like if four char- main characters go, you're pretty much sure they're gonna come back. Whereas in the first few seasons, if four characters go out, maybe one or two are going to come back. So this season is starting off great and it does seem like, you know, characters might die off more. But it's really highly unlikely in this season. Like the last episode I didn't even watch just because that that draw isn't there anymore. You know what I mean? Of like of like the fee- of fear or like just something could happen to these characters or like... The adversary isn't there. There are like some like these weird guys that probably would show up like in like a post-apocalyptic world. They have like an M or something on on their foreheads, and I just say like, oh, they're part of Majin Buu. But um, <laughs> yeah, I that too. It's like why? Yeah, yeah, because of the M's. But yeah, that's like the what's guy had their kind of adversary. Now there's like there's from what you can Wait, tell, was, there's like was, was there W's? Was I, thought, it M's? I thought it was M's. Wait, are we talking about Dragon Ball Z or The Walking Dead? Walking Dead. Okay. Walking Dead. Okay. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is definitely M because Martian Boo. Yeah. We, got, we got that covered. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, so that's like the only adversary right now that they have, but there's no leadership they have. I think they're just like roamers are going around, they just kill people. That's all they do. And that's literally what they do. They don't cannibalize the bodies of the Terminus. They just kill people, and that's about it. Which is scary, but not as scary as, say, the governor and his people, you know? So I feel like what they should do in this season, which would probably make it better, is just do, like, a pull a Game of Thrones and kill everyone. Like, maybe only Rick survives or Carl. Introduce the White Walkers? (laughs) No, just, like, kill every... Kill, like, everybody. Like, Michonne, maybe. You know, like, like, have, like, three characters left and that's it. Because... When the when like the especially when the prison fell, I feel like they should have had like the characters stay separate from each other, not really meet up again. Because it kind of felt like BS when they all kind of showed up and like, oh, we're here, yay, woo, we found each other, <laughs> yay. And that's probably why they made Terminus just for that. It's like, all right, so the prison's gone, and now we have these characters roaming. Oh man, how how are they gonna find each other? They don't have cell phones. Um, let's make one central area where they can all show up again, and co- and then by sheer fucking luck. I'll be in the same cart. Yay! That's I think that's why they made Terminus. Um, so I really would like to see like characters just like separate. Like there's like just they're no longer together and they're just going completely different ways altogether just because they're lost. And yeah, like I I honestly can't bring myself to watch the last episode because um, other than of course Fallout, I I just can't I just can't do it. You know, just because it's not there anymore to draw to watch it. Um. Really? Yeah, dude, and I loved it. You like remember like Sergio, every Comic Con we came back from, like yeah. I, I wanted to rush home so I can watch Walking Dead at your house. Get home, we gotta get home, dude. We gotta watch it. Now it's like eh. Cool, and I think that brings us to just about time. Uh we don't even have for secret question this week, guys. My secret plan was fulfilled. Yes. Uh but tune in <laughs> secret plan was fulfilled. Tune in on <laughs> 
You know what? No, I can get a secret question for you. Ah. It could be <laughs> one character from the shows that we just discussed. Which one would it be and why? Wait, what, what, what about what character? Yeah, should have listened. Should have listened. <laughs> now, Amber, you uh, I would be Agent Coulson from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Kill myself so everyone would have to stop watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because, oh, Agent Coulson's gone. This show is shit. It's done. I'd be Quake, it. so Never. I have the superpowers of, of Earth. Huh. Uh, I would be the Doctor because time travel. And then I could go back in time and stop Surge from ki- killing Phil Coulson. And then Agent Shield would live on for no, another no, forever no, season. I, I, Phil Coulson, I, I, I would have it. a counter. I did Phil Coulson, it. I don't, ha- no I don't have a counter to that. I did it. Counter. It's Phil over. Coulson smart. There's no counter. It's counter. It's counter. All right, Surge, bring us home. Oh, uh, God. Like all good things must come to an end, like Agent Shield. Tune in next week at Thursday, no, 9 30 Eastern Standard Time. Back in the Funky Podcast, live on twitch.tv slash back in the Funky. Uh, coming up soon on Tuesday, that was Battlefront, which is going to be played by us. We're all going to get on our PlayStation 4s and play with us. If you tune in to twitch.tv slash back in the Funky, you'll be able to play with us. Hop in our party, talk shit, chat, get the rebel scum. Look for student loan debt, PSN, student loan debt. <laughs> Catch us on iTunes, Back Eddie Funky, and if you're on Droid, download the SoundCloud app and search for Back Eddie Funky. We're in there as well. Until next time, guys, this has been Booster Greg. What up? Dave the Peter Menace. Yo! Amber. Roar! <laughs> That's, the best. That's the best one. And I'm Sergio. Tune in later next Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. We'll see you later or we'll see you another time, guys. Or we'll see you another... Don't forget about the preview podcast on Sunday slash Monday.